Hey there, it's VA. Um, what can I say? This episode is being released very, very late. Uh, we recorded it on Tuesday, May 9th, and then I just thought, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then the days pass by and the weeks pass by, and now we're <laughs> nearly a month after I recorded this episode. Not that I feel like anybody was like waiting with bated breath for this one or that uh, you really missed us all that much because I'm sure everybody's just got their own thing going on because, well, the Bruins blew everything and uh, people move on with their lives. But anyway, uh, as you will listen to this episode, you will find that we are talking about the Panthers taking on the Maple Leafs at the time. And of course, we know that they... Uh, beat the Maple Leafs in five and then swept the Canes, which was wonderful. But as I said, their usefulness to me is over. And uh, I'm kind of rooting for Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Uh, I know they're not necessarily a popular choice with people because some people don't like their Twitter account or so on and so forth. But I like Bruce and I feel like this is, I don't know, a little comeuppance for him. And yeah, this is the petty little bitch that I am. So anyway, I, I, I'm kind of rooting for them. I can't root for the homophobes on uh, the Panthers. And uh, that's okay. Um, you know, so it, in a couple of weeks, we will probably convene or reconvene or uh, we'll get together and record another episode because we still haven't wrapped up all of our bold predictions from the season, you know, um, because like we totally want to talk about Nick uh, and his uh, 25 or 26 points uh, for Brandon Carlo that did not materialize. Um, not to say he didn't have a good season in some respects, but scoring ain't his thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably get together again around uh, free agency because, uh, yeah, we have things to talk about. And I'm sure we have we'll have a lot of things to talk about throughout the summer because the Bruins are in a very bad and sketchy cap situation and we are going to have to say goodbye to some people at some point. Uh, I mean, we might even get together beforehand and talk about that. I don't know. But I'm trying to get the guys to, you know, herd up, but they're like cats. I'm sure that you all can understand as many of your cat owners out there. And uh, know that cats do their own thing. So, this is just a very long way, a TLDR, uh, of saying that um, we'll be back again. We'll talk about some more stuff. And here's our episode from after the Bruins lost in the first round. Uh, I hope that you have worked your way through to acceptance. Not sure I have. Okay, enjoy. It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to another episode of Barely in Topic. Yes, it's our first post postseason episode and much sooner than any of us would like. We are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans, and trust me, we are all feeling terrible just like you probably are uh, i am va and i am here today with tim hello and nick 
hello. Right. So, yeah, um, let's just set it up. Bruins lost uh, in game seven of the first round series against the Panthers. It was their only series. I don't know why I'm emphasizing it's the first round series because it was their only round series. And uh, the Panthers have continued on to the second round where they're currently beating the uh, Maple Leafs three games to none. Uh, I don't want to jinx that series. So, you know, just saying they're not playing tonight. And we're recording on a Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday, May 9th. They're not playing tonight. Um, and I'm not really watching that series because I don't want to jinx it, but well, the Panthers are doing pretty well for themselves and the Bruins are left trying to figure out shit or go to England as it turns out and go visit a soccer team because why not? So I, I, I have to say, I'm a little angry about that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm angry about that. You know how they threw themselves a party at the end of the 2019 uh, Stanley Cup finals, but uh, final and they lost, but they threw themselves a party. I'm like, you throw yourself a party when you come that close. Yes. But you guys like lost and then you just ditched town. <laughs> and I shouldn't be mad about that because it's stupid. But it's just oh. like, I'm like, uh, I'm just, I think I'm just mad at the Bruins. I'm mad at them. On the Bruins. flip side of that, it's probably good for their mental health to have ditch town because I can't imagine sticking around would have been good. True. Very, very true. I, I get that, Tim. I'm being very selfish. I, I ditched town. The Bruins lost and I went to the middle of nowhere, South Carolina for three days where I was either on a boat in a lake or playing music with other musicians. I did that for three days. It was exactly what I needed. It was so remote. Even the Wi-Fi wasn't that good. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> they lost on our anniversary. Oh, the one thing I didn't want them to do. I didn't want it to come to game seven because I didn't want to watch game seven on my anniversary. I wanted to go out, have a nice little evening out, you know, because I can't do too much. I could just go out to dinner. I just wanted to do that. But no, I mean, we were treated very well at dinner because we got to watch the game and we got to stay throughout the whole thing. But oh, my God, I just. Ugh. So anyway. We'll get to talking about the post lost brewing stuff in a little bit but nick had an idea this week of coming up with some monologues that we could play for each other and discuss based on how we were feeling and uh you know i, I have to say that i i kind of knew that jeff wasn't going to do it but he said he also had a rough week with maddie which i every time i see maddie's smiling face on facebook <laughs> i sometimes doubt that She's such a smiley baby. She's so smiley and angelic looking, but we know that kids are, are um, not that way all the time. All right. So I'm going to see if I can call up uh, Nick's and play that one. Oh, it looks like I can. All right, cool. It is titled the Bruins lost. <laughs> um, so let's see if I can play that loud enough. Yep. All right. Ready? I saw the screen. It was two Bruins and a Panther. 
I saw the shot, but Swayman did not. And the game was over. The series was over. The 2023 Boston Bruins were over. I felt sick. My friend felt sick. We turned off the TV and I mumbled, should I see how my family's doing? It's actually been three days and I still haven't talked to my dad. I'm just a fan and I know nothing I do affects the outcome of sporting events, particularly the Boston Bruins. Although as a Wake Forest fan, I've suffered lots of heartache too. But this is going to take a while to recover from. It's going to take not, certainly not days, probably not weeks, probably months. Maybe more. Sometimes I'm still not over that 2019 year, but I have a feeling this might feel worse. But currently, as I record this, I'm in a little bit of denial. Ah, I worked out yesterday. Long workout. It was nice. Oh, got some car shows coming up. Been tinkering on the car. It's looking good. Got a lot of fun things planned this summer. Work's going swell. But I was supposed to be busy every other night from April to the end of June. I was supposed to be celebrating a Boston Bruins Stanley Cup victory with my friends and family. I don't know why I had this dream of uh, just celebrating with my, my sister-in-law who's pregnant. I even bought uh, two onesies for the future Bruins fan. One for when they're first born, one for a year later. I said, oh, yeah, the, the uh, baby will need a onesie to celebrate the Bruins Stanley Cup victory and one in a year when they defend their title. Silly, but that's just what this was going to be like. And, you know, now, now that I say that, I do start to feel a little sick. I mean, I, I, I said this to some friends, said it at work. Um, they looked weird at me, but feels like I went through a tragic and sudden breakup. I just can't explain why it ended. It just did. I, I don't know why. But when you think about it, I did go through a breakup. If you're a Bruins fan, we all just went through a breakup. I'm not mad at what happened. I'm certainly not going to watch any hockey. I don't really care who wins the Stanley Cup. In fact, don't tell me. I don't care. But I'm not mad at the Bruins. In fact, I feel actually I got some sympathy for them. I know I feel this horrible. They must feel like they're in hell. In fact, the same day the Bruins lost, I lost a really close playoff game in my rec league, and I actually fought back tears. And we weren't supposed to win, but it still felt bad. I can only imagine that there's players who were puking after that game. They felt so bad. I doubt any of them have slept well. So they actually have my sympathies. I wish the best for them. Um, 
And, you know, I can't say I'm really looking forward to next year right now, but I look forward to just moving on with my life. All right. Well, I think you did move on with your life. You, you went away. You were like, mm, I got things to do. <laughs> yeah. I finally talked to my dad on Sunday and we did not mention the Bruins at all. <laughs> um, I, 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 since even before that, I talked to my mom and my brother, both in person and over the phone and through text. But my dad in particular, who's kind of your typical inseparable Boston fan, roots for them to lose, even though he wants them to win. Yeah, I, I didn't want to hear from him. So, but no, he was he was in a good mood. He was good. It's, we were. It was, it was good to see him. So, but I'm, I'm still in a little bit of denial. I didn't know any uh, playoff rankings or like who was leading the series. No joke until today, when one of my coworkers brought it up because I accidentally brought my Boston Bruins mug to work, and she's oh, a no. oh no, a oh yeah, she's like a fair weather one, and like uh, she just doesn't get it. Um, uh, my boss does because he, uh, he's a diehard UNC fan. He gets it. But anyway, I um, yeah, I, I, I am going out of my way to avoid watching or following any NHL stuff. I will explain in my monologue where I am with some of it, except I will say that I am rooting for the devils right now. Um, because I, I like the Hughes brothers and I like little Switzerland and, mm. and I hate the Canes. So it seems like a good thing for me to, to, to get my mind off the other stuff. So, so Glenn and I are both kind of rooting, low key rooting for the, uh, devils, uh, and the Kraken, honestly, the Kraken, the Kraken devils final sounds chaotic and fun. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> demons and ocean monsters yes i'm a fan of that yeah let's do it after i saw detlef shrimp at the <laughs> at the cracking game i was kind of all in just because detlef shrimp is such a throwback to my childhood watching uh this like professional basketball in the 90s that I had to be all in on that. I was like, that's awesome that they got him. Um, I mean, they've had, they had Sean Kemp and Gary Payton show up for, uh, for the draft draft when they originally had it. So, I mean, they're doing it right. Bringing back the nostalgia from the nineties. I'll tell you that. And they also brought Marshawn Lynch, which was fun too. For the draft. He owns some of the team. He does? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Oh, good for you, Marshawn. How awesome. Love it. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, so you know that Snoop Dogg is in a an ownership group trying to buy the, the senators, right? And he's Whoa. he said the reason why he wants to buy the senators is he, he wants kids like him, who look like him, to know that they can... Um, they can do anything. They can play hockey, watch hockey, be part of hockey management, own a team, any of that stuff. That 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 is possible for black kids, and I love it. You know what I mean? Because it's like if we're all about hockey is for everyone, which we are, 
then that is a perfect, perfect person to get uh, behind an ownership group and want to buy a team. That's a perfect reason to buy a team. If you ask me, Awesome. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, Nick, you had a very thoughtful piece that I think got into the spirit of what it's like to be a fan and what it's like to do when your fandom, well, has nothing to root for anymore for your team anyway. (laughs) The thing that got me is that I was planning a long run, so I didn't really plan anything out um, in between. And I'm still healing. I'm still, I still have a broken leg. I am in my office today. Oh, I have made it upstairs, but I'm not, um, I'm still on a crutch and I'm uh, and two crutches to get upstairs. And a, um, I still have a walking boot, which is, uh, you know, my, my physical therapist has much consternation about. So anyway, my point is, is like, I have nothing except for Polish fest. I have Polish fest. You know, but I, I had a big birthday just yesterday and I didn't plan anything yet, but then I told my friends on Saturday when I went to another 50th birthday party that we should just celebrate all year round. We should celebrate until our, the day before our birthday next year. That's it. We can celebrate 50 <laughs> until the day before we turn 51. That's and awesome. I think it's a great idea because how, why stop celebrating 50 is a big number i didn't think i'd get to it and i did yes everybody i'm 50 years old i just wanted to let you know um you can still have some youth and vitality um and be the lifeblood of your group (laughs) (laughs) at 50 uh so anyway uh yeah so i think you really you you had the emotional core you know uh where are you in your grieving process remember it's um it's uh denial um, bargaining, anger, depression, and, um, acceptance. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm slowly getting out of denial. I I'm still working like non most my routine lately has been go to work or go to the middle of nowhere. Um, and then when I get back home, uh, work on the car, work on the car, work on the car, because I'm going to a five-day car show, um, and which is a hell of a first car show to attend, and my car is being, being shown. So um, I think after that trip, when I'm like, oh, I actually have nothing planned for the rest of the summer because June was going to be this holy month. Yep. Um, that's when I think it will, it will really hit me, and I'll, I'll have some anger. Okay. All right. So why don't we get to Tim's monologue? Oh, okay. So this is called Bruin Season. Ready? My thoughts on this year's Red Red Sox (laughs) Bruins team is it was a magical season until it wasn't. Um, they played their worst stretch pause key at the worst possible time um, all year. Uh, it sucks 
it hurts. But we're on to the Celtics and the Red Sox in my fandom. We're on to it. And if the bad thing happens times two, next year's team could look a lot different. So you might want to be prepared for a bit of a bridge next year because the cap space is limited and yeah, could look ugly next year. for the awesome regular season, I suppose. It's just terrible. It sucks. It is what it is. Alrighty, guys. I hope you, <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed us this season. We tried to be entertaining. Um, even though this recording may not be. Have a good day. Oh, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a hundred percent recorded sitting in the parking lot of the hospital. Oh. After, <laughs> I was on my way up visiting my mom and I was just like, all right, we're gonna record this. And like I didn't even know what to I was I tried to gather everything that I was thinking um in that. <laughs> No, I think, you know what? You stuck to the brief. You made it short and sweet, which is great because mine is long and winded. And, um, but you said what you had to say and you did it in uh, with an economy of words, but a real palpable tinge of emotion, you know? And, and maybe, you thank the listeners. That's really nice. That was very nice. I didn't <laughs> yeah. thank the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, just listen to me be angry for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wanted, I wasn't sure like if it was going to be at the end or if it was going to be played in the beginning or what. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to thank everyone just so it's out there um, as well. Uh, because yeah, I, 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 I just wasn't sure. Um but yeah, it's kind of kind of sums up how I felt and still kind of feel. I, I don't know that I don't really know where I am on the spectrum of the stages of grief um, because I kind of immediately, well, so I say kind of immediately, like after game uh, after game six, I definitely started preparing myself for the worst because I was like, this is something bad could happen. And if it does, I want to be prepared. I don't want to be caught off guard. Uh, I just kind of want to do, I just want to put my mind on something positive. So I immediately started and brought back the uh, Timmy Buckets persona my my basketball persona immediately that was the first step and then of course as soon as i brought that back the first game back the celtics lost which which kind of made me laugh Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um 
uh, yeah, I kind of just wanted to focus on like positive stuff. And like I started, I was watching the Red Sox every night and I still kind of am. Well, despite kind of paying attention right now as they're losing to the Braves, but the Bru- the Red Sox are doing better than people expected so far. So that's fun. Um, cause it was expected that they would suck very much a lot. So that's fun. The Celtics are a really frustrating team, much like the Bruins in that they're extremely very good, but also they have these spurts of being extremely very not good. And you're just like, why? Just be who you are, who's extremely very good all the time. So that's kind of that's kind of funny. And also somehow like the garden, the TD garden has lost its like luster. Like, cause like the Bruins lost a couple games there and now the Celtics have, and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? All of a sudden we're losing in Boston. That's not cool. Birds of Sage. Yeah. Sage, Sage it. Um, Have a prayer circle. Um, Maybe call in a priest for an exorcist, something just to kind (laughs) of get rid of the bad juju there. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's not a fun thing that started happening. And I would be very much appreciative of it if it stopped. Um, yeah, I, I don't, this Bruins team, like I said, it was magical until it wasn't, it was fun until it wasn't. And maybe I didn't say this in my, in my uh monologue because I didn't want to admit it at the time, but maybe the Panthers are just good. Like maybe that's just kind of the case. Maybe they are actually just good. Um and even though I want nothing good to happen to them or their fans ever again. Um yeah, exactly. I I I just I just want them to just I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them beating the Leafs because that will have served a fun purpose of the Leafs losing. But after that, they can fuck right off. Mm, mm. Well, this is, you know, Brad Marchand basically said that he didn't believe this was an eighth seed team. And remember, they are a year removed from being the President's Cup winner. Um, And they, they went all in themselves to do that. And then, you know, they had after winning their first round, but losing the second, they had to uh, reconcile the fact that they were going to lose some pieces, but they still managed to bring in Matthew Kachuk, um, right. you know, uh, which was interesting. Um, but here is what Brad said, and I'm going to see if I can, maybe I can make this a little bit bigger so I can actually read it. All right, let's see. There we go. But at the same time, okay, let's try that again. But at the same time, you have to give Florida credit. They were not an eighth seed team. They didn't play to their potential throughout the year. They had a bunch of injuries that affected the way that they played. And they have a goalie that showed up when he got in and made some big saves at the right times and made the ones that he needed to. 
which he wasn't really making earlier in the year. That's how it goes in playoffs. You run into a hot goalie or you run into the wrong matchup. And that's why the cup is so hard to win because it's not just the best teams that win, but every year, those teams that you don't match up as well against as other teams. If you look at our record against Florida this year, it's not like we dominated them throughout the season. It's two, one, and one, you know, they're a very competitive team. They were the president's trophy winner add Matthew Kachuk and there's still a hell of a group. There's so much competition in this league now that just because of the season we had, we knew that we were still going to be in for a really tough run coming out of the East. And with all that being said, uh, we expected to go much further than we did. And we also expected to be the team to come out of the East, but they played really well and they were determined and they were living off the fact that they wanted to be the team to knock us off and end our season. When you have hope and you're able to latch on to something like that, it can get dangerous. And it did. It's true. Um, so I think when you put it that uh, when it's put that way, you know, He's taken into account the fact that teams get hot at the right time. Teams overcome their injuries and get well at the right time. Because remember, they lost game one, but then they brought in Sam Bennett for game two and they won game two. But because they uh, the Bruins dominated in games three and four, you thought, well, this is the way to do it. And then it didn't work out that way. They ended up losing uh, all the rest of the games, <laughs> you know. So it's like, uh, you know, Brad has some, you know, he has some really valid points there Um, and it sucks. It doesn't exactly explain what happened to the Bruins because there's a little bit more going on there than than Brad is uh, is letting on. But yeah, so and, you know. As you said, Tim, it is what it is. But now get ready for hell having no fury like that. I don't know what I'm just trying to say, but ready? Yeah, here comes the heat. This goes against everything that I usually stand for in audio in that I like everything to be polished and sound coherent and smart and all of that. But here we are. I am a week removed from the stunning Bruins loss in game seven and their series against the Florida Panthers. And yes, it's taken me a a week to actually figure out how to form my words into a monologue for you. So let's just start with the beginning where, yes, the Bruins ruined my anniversary. They didn't really ruin the anniversary. They just made it an unpleasant end to a wonderful afternoon slash evening. So, yep, we were at a restaurant. Yep, we watched until um, till the, the Panthers tied it up, and then we decided to jet back home to watch the end. And, of course, predictably, you know, uh, the, the Bruins uh, lost that because the Panthers scored in overtime. And that sucked. I do remember saying that if the if the series went to seven, the advantage would go to the Panthers. And oh, I mean, really, come on. First of all, I cried that night because I was sad about the Bruins not going further. 
because they had such a special team and I really enjoyed watching them this year. I mean, they got me through uh, a lot of my really bad times because mentally it was not very well at times this year. And then through my broken ankle. Uh, so I really, really wanted the Bruins to have a long run. I wanted them to win the cup. I mean, it just seemed like it was the right thing. It, but then things just started going wrong. Um, so I cried about that. And then I cried about uh, the whole furry, marshy hug and what that could mean. And it made me very, very sad. And of course, I pasted, posted something to Facebook or, uh, you know, in a vague book kind of way where I actually had somebody call me the next day to see if I was okay because she thought I broke something again. And she said she admired me for being so invested in a team. She kind of wished she had something like that. And then, of course, my sister called me the next day as well, just because she was like, oh, I'm sorry about your Bruins. So because they are mine right now, apparently. No, just kidding. Anyway, so going on through the week, you know, still just, you know, I, I, I've gone through the stages of grief. You know, I, I basically... I was in denial for a few seconds and then I was angry and, and, and I'm very bad at grieving because I always come back to anger, even after I've accepted things, you know, I tried to bargain. I had tried bargaining with the hockey gods all day. So yeah, that didn't really work, you know? And then, uh, I, I was sad. I wouldn't say I was depressed, but then I, I accepted the, the loss within a day or two. I, I accepted that. But I'm going to throw another stage of grief in there, and it's called chaos, because that's all I want now is pure chaos. I don't I don't believe in that whole, well, if, the, if a team beats my team, then I want them to win it all. Screw that shit. I don't want that. No, but what I do want is, like, the chaos of the Panthers to take just about everybody I can't stand down. So take down the Leafs and then take down the Canes. And I don't really want you to win the cup, but I just, I'm just all for chaos now. Team chaos, that is what I'm after. I just, I can't, can't be any other way. I just still, still angry. Like I said, I'm very bad at grieving in that way. But when it comes down to it, I have to think about what really was the cause of everything. Uh, the defense fucking broke down don't know what happened there uh Hampus Lindholm <laughs> where was he Orlov had points and stuff but bad not the the player that he was uh Connor Clifton in game six I'm that's a terrible way to go out on the Bruins there because we know that you're not coming back there's no coming back from that that was just a terrible play it was his birthday I get it but man oh man he played like shit game six um and so you know so team defense was terrible oops i dropped my phone so all of that was terrible and then you had coach montgomery i think is the person that i would give the most blame to because like what the fuck was he doing like i know he hasn't been in the playoffs the nhl playoffs that much but this is a guy who brought like college teams to championships and whatnot. And I don't know what he was doing. I just, 
I don't get it. Like he fucked around with the lines when when Bergeron came back. You know, they had just won the two games down in Florida. They were playing a better game down there, you know, and I I almost wonder if it was worth bringing Bergeron back. Cuz he did, he was not Bergeron and he kept getting kicked out of the circle. So it's like it, it's just stunning to me the decisions that coach Montgomery made and then he wants to blame Bob Asenza for you know, not making a goalie change because I don't know what was going on with old Mark, but it seemed to me that he was hurt. Even though I saw the post, um, I saw all of the, the uh, breakup day stuff saying that he was pretty much denying that he was hurt and uh, that he had any residual effects of that and that he felt confident. And I don't know, it, he wasn't right. And Jeremy Swayman should have gone in sooner. And maybe they should have just platooned them like they did throughout the season. I don't know what the right answer is here, but whatever they did was the wrong answer. Um, and I know that's very easy to sit there and second guess that, that stuff, but what else can we do? What else can we do? So I just, I, I got to say that I wasn't super excited about the Coach Montgomery hire. Um and then I was excited with the job that he was doing because the Bruins were awesome during the year. But if he's just going to be a really brilliant, like, year season coach and not postseason coach, then, you know, he's going to be gone in like another year. You know, I think he's only signed for the two. So, I mean, come on, Gerard Gallant just agreed to, to part ways with uh, the Rangers, I guess it was a mutual parting of ways and he only lasted there two years. So I don't know. I, I think there's a short leash on him um, because that playoff performance was stunningly bad. And that I think is where I'm going to leave it. And that's where I left it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't like to play the blame game. I mean, I like to play the blame game. But that's a different game and we accidentally killed a pagoda so we should stop but <laughs> <laughs> that happened that happened listeners that happened um but <laughs> um the blame game i i don't usually like to play it but i mean i i'm just angry i'm angry and but and you know montgomery after breakup day tried to blame Asenza for the the thing but he did recently come out today which I, I I'm gonna be honest with you I didn't really watch any of that oh no I watched none of it actually and I tried reading part of a globe article on it but I got distracted uh basically you know he's like well you know Asenza can give me the thoughts but you know at the end of the day it's my decision and I'm just like yeah yeah it is your decision it should be your decision you're the head coach head coach you make those decisions and so i feel fine blaming um montgomery about this so look they gave us a fantastic regular season but you know the the postseason the short postseason they were in was lackluster at best i mean it was fun when they were winning it was terrible when they lost they were losing so i feel fine being angry um I'm just going to be angry for a little while. Doesn't mean I'm not going to support the team in the future. Of course. I'm just going to have to like, um, I don't know. 
I'm going to have to not have expectations right now because I know the summer is going to be a doozy. And yeah. We, and we are going to have to talk about that at a future time because I really have not given a lot of thought to that. And there's a lot of stuff that's coming out right now, like Fluto, Shinzawa, like, please stop. Please stop. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop, stop writing those things. I don't want to think about that stuff right now. Go on vacation, Fluto. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, honestly, if you can tell by my monologue, I'm not really ready to do any sort of blame game, but I have thought about it some. And then I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. And I, I think I can, there's three areas where I think, and I, I know I mentioned it before on the, our private discord, cause we're cool. Um, <laughs> but there's three areas in my mind now that really jump out where the Bruins kind of lost the series. Um, and if you don't mind, I will share my thoughts on that. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> um, the, Number, I guess we'll start from least important to, I guess, smallest to biggest. Okay. Um, so uh, in third place was not using, uh, Swayman should have played sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I, I was campaigning, hell, what's in the last podcast? Uh, even though I was eventually kind of persuaded not to do it, but I, I, I openly thought that Swayman should start game five, even though the Bruins were up uh, three to one. I thought that would have been the game to put Swayman. Yep. Um, and hindsight 2020, I still stand by that. Uh, number two, the Bruins still had multiple times to win that series in games five, six, and seven, and they didn't. Uh, so I, I forget what the, you know, I don't know which one to call it, but like the lack of execution, but to me, it's the lack of when you got the enemy down, you got the wild animal down that you're trying to destroy. I'm, I'm a Southerner. We'll, we'll talk in hunting terms. Um, no, you, you, you step on the, you step on their throats. You end it. Um, how I, I keep on going back to Martian's breakaway. Um, yeah. Pasta had a few golden opportunities. I want to say in Game Six, to uh, uh, to get him to, to uh, for him to get a hat trick, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, and then in Game Seven, all you have to do is get the puck out of the freaking zone with 52 seconds left, and that game, that series is over. Um, get it out of the zone and not cough it up. Yeah, and then the worst reason. And uh, every single defenseman played horribly. Yep. Oh. Um, Carlo had oh, his shining moments. Grizzly. Yeah, and Grizzlick was okay. Um, the team was better with Grizzlick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I even uh, what struck me is McAvoy. Just the, here comes the forecheck. It is so obvious the forecheck is coming, and you are still dangling the puck. And trying to chip it up the boards when, believe it or not, the uh, you're you're I guess the top of the left circle, the center's right freaking there. Pass it up, short chip uh, to the uh, top of the center. No, you're still trying to chip it up the boards or dangle it around three to uh, three four checkers. That's not going to work. 
McAvoy fell prey to that every single time. Lindholm is uh, turning the puck over behind the, the red line, which honestly plagued him all year long. Um, but he was just um, – he, he, he did it too much, and he was a bit too slow uh, uh, leaving, I guess, essentially back-checking. Um, Forbert and Clifton, woof. Um, and, and right there, um, Carlo was, I guess, okay. Grizzlick was pretty good. Orlov was, he had some bizarre turnovers, um, and he was extra pinchy, which I know goes in the Bruins game plan, but even I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing all the way down there? Um, you got Postanak, uh, as your, uh, winger to fill it in. Maybe you don't do that. Pasta ain't too good at that. So, uh, I they that that to me is the biggest one. Despite all those things, the Bruins still took it to Game Seven. And even I, I look back at Game Three and Games One, the Bruins actually did not play all that great, but still won. Um, and that kind of lackadaisical mindset eventually caught up with them. I, to me, the series seemed to turn on the hand pass goal. That was game oh, five. Fuck. Denial, VA. I was in denial. Now I'm here in reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to point it out because I, I needed to point out that my boy, my boyest of boys, did some good. He wasn't great all the time, but he did some good. He was, he was solid. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the things that he did was he scored okay. a goal, but it was called back because Jake DeBrusque, when trying to obviously move the puck with his stick, got a hand on it. Yeah. Not even a hand on it, just like brushed it with his hand. Yeah. And, it, and it was called to the letter of the rule of the letter of the law to as a hand pass. And that is when it seemed like all of the air was sucked out of the Bruins. So that game six, I thought that was game five. I can't recall. Tim, do you happen to know? Game five was the overtime game. Yep. That Woolmark fumbled it. That so that was game that was game six was the hand pass. Was it? Okay. Well. Yeah. Which the Bruins still almost won because they um had they had the lead after was it after the shorthanded goal. Um, or they by Jake DeBrusque, and then 14 seconds later, they allow a goal after Forbert, who is apparently the world's best penalty killer, played some of the worst um, defensive coverage in front of the net since I saw Kevin Miller's crab walk. Um, it was game six. You were, right. you were right. It was yeah. game six. It, uh, it, actually, it's funny. Denial in the brain is a very funny thing. I, even though it's all coming back to me now, um, when I started this, when we started talking about the series, I realized the game I remember almost nothing of was game six. Yep. Yep. Because it was, um, it was a very frustrating game and the Bruins had obviously gotten a big rise out of that, that goal, but then it was called back because it was a goal from an unlikely player. Yeah. And everybody was like stoked and they're like, yes, we are going to get this. And then they just never recovered from that, you know? And it's like, to me, Olmark, after what he did in game five, needed to be pulled. 
Like, mm-hmm. no, you don't start game six. Um, and actually, he should have probably been pulled in game five anyway. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, we can sit and talk about this all we want, but um, and it doesn't really mean a whole lot, heck of a lot, really. But yeah, I, game six, I, I just felt like I, I almost I know that I felt like when I saw that happen. I felt deep down in my heart that this was not going to go the Bruins way, not only in game six, but game seven. But I really tried not to let that feeling stay there. So God, terrible. Yeah. I mean, game six is a blur because basically, you know, game seven was the game that became very, very important and the Bruins still didn't pull it off. With regards to the Panthers, I want them to take out the Leafs. If for some reason the Canes proceed, I want them to take out the Canes because chaos, chaos. I just, but then if they get to the final, I want them to lose. <laughs> I don't yeah. really care anymore. But I'm really hoping that the uh, Devils win their series. Um, and uh, because of the way that Steve Dangle and all, Maple Leafs fans are acting right now. I just want them to suffer. Wow. Yes. Oh, God, again, though, I've been avoiding all NHL references online. Okay, well, yeah. But I believe you. Yeah. Um, It's like, if you guys, you know, I'll tell you why. Because he decided to, um, to title his uh, uh, what was it? Uh, it's hat picks. And what's the other one? These uh, dang it. Uh, dang it. He decided to title the dang it's one blowing the, um, oh my God, what I, I can't even remember, but basically it was about the Bruins and their spectacular loss. Um, and so I was like, you know what guy, I was willing to like good naturedly, like, you know, go with you for a little bit, but because the, the Leafs won and the Bruins lost, you've become a monster. <laughs> so now I just want nothing but bad for you and your fans. Just, you know, karma's a bitch. And then she starts playing karma police and then drops the mic. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, I, you know, personally, I don't really care who wins at this point. Uh, but I'm hoping for some teams to to make some advances, and and then that'll be good. It'll be okay. I wouldn't say I'd be happy, but I'd be okay. Yeah, we will talk about what the Bruins will probably have to do, the painful things, a little bit later on in the in in the s- spring, summer, whatever. Um, when we get our bearings together, take a little break. You know, take a little hiatus because basically I I don't want to think too much about hockey. Uh, as for our um, two um, um, <laughs> hockey bracket leagues, um, we're all doing bad. It's going to be <laughs> a lot of people pick the Bruins to win. Um, <laughs> so, but you know what? No matter, somebody's going to win. And I will tell you, I did get my new shipment of Stanley Cups in. Hey. So, you know, there will be winners. I will send out 
trophies that are not engraved, but they are uh, written upon in Sharpie. I will send those out to whomever wins. And I will let you know whoever wins via Twitter and uh, Facebook and all of that. So um, rest assured, dear listeners, somebody will win. It's still happening. I am keeping an eye on it. I'm just, just sad right now. Not super ebullient. I don't even know if that's a word or if that's the word I want, but that's the word I'm using. So um, in short, there are no games that are coming up soon. (laughs) We don't have to worry about that. Um, And uh, basically, I think maybe we'll check in around the draft time and we'll figure out some things because shortly after draft time comes free agency. And that is that uh, June, not June, let's try that again, July 1st. That is when Patrice Bergeron will have made his decision by. Oh, yes. I didn't even talk about injuries. Let's just talk about the injuries real quick. You know, mix around all that stuff or who cares? I don't know. You know what? I'm just flying by the seat of my pants right now. So I'm just, yeah. Um, so the injuries, um, Ulmark was like, yes and no, I have an injury. Maybe so. I don't know. And he says that he was fully confident that he could pull off winning. And while well, we saw the results and Hampus Lindholm apparently had a foot injury that wasn't bothering him that much. Uh, Nick Foligno had broken his leg and came back in time. Um, nothing about Derek Forbert. I mean, we're pretty sure he did something. I don't think he broke his leg though. Uh, pasta got injured in the first shift of the first game, his shoulder. Um, I don't know which shoulder it was. I want to say it was his left shoulder, uh, but he's a right shot. Mm-hmm. So that will affect his shot. So he said that he would have been fully able to, uh, and fully ready to play uh, game one round two uh he's he's working through his injury so um and uh Patrice Bergeron got a uh, had a herniated disc I thought it was something in the back when he when they said it was something he could have done at home yep. that's what I figured yep so uh he was playing through that and uh to be honest with you I'm I felt the team was doing really well under Captain Brad and I feel like when Patrice Bergeron apparently called Monty and said, I'm playing game five, because that's apparently what happened, according to Monty. He said, I'm playing game five. Monty all of a sudden had to rearrange the group of guys that he had playing. And that's when he started like mixing around with like Frederick out or Frederick in or you know, fully no out or fully no in. And then, you know, with David Krejci unable to go for so long, you know, that made it a little bit easier, but, you know, because Charlie Coyle was out playing himself yeah. up there on that top line. Saka wasn't as great, but once he put Charlie Coyle up there, it's like Charlie stepped up and it was great. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, sometimes, Like I I had a friend say to me the other day, she's like, don't give me choices. I don't want choices. I want this thing. She was talking about houses, Mm. but she was like, 
I saw a house this morning. I really liked it. But then my husband went to see another house this afternoon. I was like, you really need to see this house. And I told him, I don't want choices. I just want a house. <laughs> okay. And I get it now. I get it now because sometimes you have choices and it's like, you just go bonkers. You're just like, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to make all of the choices, you know? One time I was watching The Masked Singer and uh, Nicole Scherzinger had a uh, critique for when the, the uh, singer, she's like, you know, usually you pick a note, but you chose all the notes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought that uh, I thought. Uh, that that was a that was a good thing to learn this weekend. Some people should not be given choices because then they make the wrong decisions. And I think that part of played into it. Someday I will read all of these Monty things, but I'm still, you know what? I'm mad at him. I'm gonna be mad at him. I'm mad at the team. Just mad at all of these people. And I have accepted the loss, but I'm j- I can still just be angry. That's it. All right. Any closing thoughts, guys? Nah. Did you guys see the AI-generated mascots? Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I, I peed my pants from laughing at those things. I, what astounds me about the AI thing is this. Okay, AI-generated images always get the eyes wrong. They yes. don't they don't get human eyes right, they don't get animal eyes right, and they certainly don't get mascot eyes right. So it's very, very funny. And then <laughs> second, if there's writing, you know, it's, it's all wrong. It's, it's all, all wrong. wrong. It's like, <laughs> what are those letters? <laughs> the Edmonton oh. nips, the Washington <laughs> anal. <laughs> the, the uh the they did uh I so there's a there's an online sports show that I watch. It's it's similar. It's on at the same time as McAfee. Actually, it's called the Trill Withers Show, and they every Tuesday they do tiering, and they tiered the um, NFL ones today, and um, the the Carolina Panthers. The front of it says Poonats. It's not Panthers. It's Poonats, and I'm like, what? <laughs> And the Raiders is just a bunch of letters. And then it's like a bunch of letters that's supposed to be a word. But then at the end of it, it's one singular letter like by itself. So it's a bunch of letters, word, space, single letter. <laughs> so it's like, what? <laughs> it's so good. The, the Buccaneers one literally has nothing to do with a pirate or the city of Tampa Bay. Oh, my God. So I- insane. Oh my God! I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them. The Buffalo one. The clock. The Panthers of uh, the the Patriots one looks like, yeah. Look, look, those long arms scare <laughs> the fuck out of me. And the Patriots one looks like it. There's the Dolphins. <laughs> the Jet. The, that dude is geeked up on something. And it's it's actually it says. M A S T R S, and then it has T E D E R. That's that's how you spell Jets. <laughs> Look, the Patriots is like it. 
It's a cousin aunt. Oh my god! No, it's like Pennywise the clown. Yeah, Pennywise. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, that was the. Eighth. The other really funny one was like the giants. Yeah, that's one confused bangle. This is the Browns, which is amazing. <laughs> so good. If they, <laughs> if they made that their logo, the Ravens is like it's, it's Edgar Allan Poe's worst nightmare. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> the Steelers, a kind of a duck. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, let me get to the. Uh, let's go to the NFC East. <laughs> What? Yeah, <laughs> Washington Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks like Jerry Jones's lost, long lost kid. Yeah, I love the eyes. They're on opposite sides. <laughs> Look at that. The Eagles is just like I am a mean eagle. The Giants one is hilarious. <laughs> His name is Newt. Yeah, for whatever reason, it's Newt. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Um, let's see. NFC South. Okay, that's the buck. The first one's the box. <laughs> no, don't know what this is, but that's the buck. <laughs> it's like they tried to do the eye patch, but they got it wrong. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the the falcon and then i think the next one's the punats yeah the there's the punats <laughs> the saints is an absolute ghost like look at oh. <laughs> oh, oh my god oh my god okay let me see i'm looking oh this one's actually kind of cute except it's wearing a jock strap <laughs> yeah, 49ers is wearing jocks. Oh my god, so good! This looks like a rabid cardinal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that ram is just like seen some shit. I, like, I love how, yeah, I, and I love how the uniform has nothing on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 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 Uh oh, wait a minute. Uh, here's bonus content. A Seattle monstrosity, nightmare inducing cowboy, decent take on Billy the Buffalo, and a cart's mascot that looks even more like an angry bird. Okay, so this is the Seattle. Yeah, that that's amazing. Seattle needs that one right there. <laughs> that cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not a bad buffalo. That's no. good. Like that's that's legit good. Yeah, and the that's eyes like, are actually pretty good. <laughs> that is actually from the movie Angry Birds. <laughs> it's like that's an Angry Bird. Uh -oh. And uh, they also did NBA ones, which look hilarious too. The Celtics one, the oh my god! You mean the buns? Yes, <laughs> the buns, the Boston buns. Because <laughs> they they really are the buns. That's what it says. 
They gave a Celtic like a, a leprechaun a mane, a lion's mane. <laughs> oh, this one is uh, barely living. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's definitely that's definitely uh, correct for the Nets. So, Brooklyn Nets are barely living. Oh, this guy's got two basketballs. <laughs> He's also geeked out of his mind. He's on like meth with two basketballs. What the hell is this? This is the Chicago Bulls? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Benny the Bull gets a makeover. Oh, my God. What is this? Is this a, a warrior? I oh. Is that the Denver Nuggets? I have no idea. Is it the Bucks? It's got like an antler. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I, I guess know, I kind of looks like Larry Bird. Okay, so it's it's Pistons Dub Nation, which I guess I don't know what that is. That's what that's the Warriors and the Boom Baby. Boom. Oh, this is the Warriors. So okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um. So, so I just stepped out. Side totally off the subject, and like, like, oh, is it raining out? What is that? No, it's just pollen. So much pollen in the air, it looks like it was raining. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that looks like a child. Like Clay did some uh, Play-Doh and created the mascot. Well. And it's almost right. It says clip-ups. So yeah, almost. It's almost. That's the closest it's been on team names. I don't know what this is. Gritty's <laughs> <laughs> cousin. I, like, <laughs> I, it looks like something from where the wild things are, and it says Lake Show. So it looks like it's the Lakers. Oh wow! Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Lakers, sure. <laughs> okay, so this one answers the question: hot or not? With a not. <laughs> oh the heat that's that's hilarious oh my god i love it when they oh it's the merlers it's the merlers i mean that's close to grizzlies and close to memphis like yeah. if an actual bear tried to spell memphis it would be merlor yeah okay this is the niffies Niffies, N F Y S, Niffies, Niffies. Yeah, I don't. What team is, is that? The Knicks. I, I, um, New York Forever. So it's got to be the Knicks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is the uh, Pelicans. Look at this. <laughs> that's that's actually an update. That's like that's actually an upgrade on their uh on the Pelicans uh, baby one. They have one that's a baby. It's like the king baby or whatever. It's supposed to be like a king, the baby that you get in a king cake. And it's oh. scary as shit. Scariest thing you'll ever see. Oh God, what is this? This is the magic. This is not what you want to see ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks like a skull that's had all of the... Um, all of the face taken off of it. <laughs> Slash also the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if they got into some like blue waste. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that is a scary looking thing. I would not recommend. Oh, this is Philadelphia. When I, yes, it is. Definitely. I like how the eyes are sideways somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do that? Don't you do that with your eyes? You just make them sideways. Oh, so this is the Snjns S N J N T S. I mean Z. Sorry. I think it's. Oh like yeah, the Suns. <laughs> the yeah, the Suns that way. Yeah, that's that's how you spell it. that's how you spell it. The Snjns. Uh oh, what's this? Rip City. So it's the Pitts. Uh, Rip City is the Blazers. Pitts is close. Pitts is that definitely looks like a trailblazer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the Pitts. Um, oh my God, what is this? This is Sacramento. Actually, I kind of dig that. I kind of dig that one. For a yeah. mascot, I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, this one they got it right. The Spurs, but you know his number is S. <laughs> yes the number s so could you, that... could you imagine if you were a hockey player or any player you're like what number would you like to be i would like s. to be yes <laughs> <laughs> i would pick z myself i'm gonna be z <laughs> although i have been campaigning silently that the NHL and hockey in general needs to allow the number zero. Yes, 100% agree. Mm -hmm. The NFL just brought it back this year. So I think I think the NHL should too. Um, college football recently brought it back, I think, two years ago. Yep. Um, basketball's had it forever. Baseball never got rid of it. But you don't see many – the only baseball player that I can think of right now is Adam Ottavino. And other than that, I don't remember anyone else being number zero. But, look, if I if I was a professional athlete, I'd want to be number zero. Oh, absolutely. I, that's the number I would pick. V8. Yeah, um, I've got the Chambers, and this guy's <laughs> number is C. <laughs> yes. He's got a very strong brow for I yeah. mean strong strong um chin for that lip. <laughs> yeah, he does. The Cavaliers. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> oh my god, it's the Cappers. And this guy has a number. It's six. Oh, good for him. Oh, okay. At least it's an actual number. Yeah, I'd definitely be number zero. And it's kind of crazy. Um if Jason Tatum ends up being really good for the Celtics and they retire zero, they would have both zero and double zero retired. For Robert Parrish. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you know uh, where Robert Parrish went to college? Wake Forest. Good good guess. To me, it just blows my mind, but it's not Wake Forest. UNC Charlotte. Really? Oh, whoa. That's a weird yeah. one. Which has like had some decent players come out of there recently, but evidently they had Robert Parrish too. <laughs> I don't like that man. I don't like that man. That's a bad man. This letter is He's number B. He's, He's number B. B. And I, I don't know what it's Claw 
it's a backward N and I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's broken my brain. <laughs> Wait, is it UNC Charlotte that has the CLT merch? Uh, yeah. What is CLT? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like clit on a on a jersey, but <laughs> but they have CLT merch. <laughs> oh man, I wish one of those teams would have been the clits. <laughs> so yeah, well, in the they're the actually the Charlotte UNC Charlotte's the 49ers. Right. Oh, weird. Yeah, because um, uh, North Carolina also had a gold rush. Did they? Yep. Um, oh. So in 49 um but um yeah so and it was near charlotte okay yeah i did i i did um a football game of theirs for pro football focus this year and they just go by charlotte they don't even go by the unc part they just go by charlotte oh clt for charlotte yeah yeah now I, I will say even locally, oh, where do you go to school? I go to Charlotte. Like that that's what you say. Interesting. Um uh which is weird because there's many other UNCs. Uh now if you say UNC, that means of course Chapel Hill. That's the, the flagship. Right. Everyone knows that. But yeah, it's just strange how like you got your like own little localized way of saying things. You go to University of North Carolina Greensboro, you say UNCG. Okay. You don't say Greensboro. You say UNCG. Um, Are they the one? Is Greensboro the one with the good um, marine biology department? That's UNC Wilmington. Wilmington. Um, Okay. I knew one of them did. Yeah, which makes sense because it's on the coast. Okay. Uh, um, And their uh, on their application for years now, they have famously said uh, one of the essay questions you have to write. Besides the beach. Why do you want to go to UNC Wilmington? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they got a very good marine biology program. When I was a, when I was in middle school, I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist. So that's the only reason why I knew one of the schools in U- in North Carolina had a good program. I Wilmington is the I don't know like I don't know what their mascot is. All I know is I know here. Campbell's camels because they that always makes me laugh. Hmm. Campbell University camels. Yeah, up here UMass is the the school, the the, the local school, and um, you know you go to UM, UMass Amherst, UMass Lowell, UMass Boston. I don't know if there are any other campuses. I think those are the three campuses. Um, but um, I always get confused when they're talking about UMass in, with regards to hockey. Because they have the Lowell and the Amherst teams, mm. you know, so like oh, that's right, Lowell's Division One too, aren't they? Yeah, they're the River Hawks, I think, or something like they that. They are. We played their Division Two for soccer, and we played <clears throat> them at Southern New Hampshire University. We pl- they were one of our rivals for soccer. UNC Wilmington Seahawks. There you go. Thank you. Okay, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> Do you know what they call you or I? Where I went. What? The Rams. Well, yes, they're the Rhodey Rams. Yes, that's true. They're, they're mo- known for uh, basketball. They do have a football team, but it is very low. And it, they apparently have a hockey team that doesn't rate. Um, but basketball is their thing. But not only that, do you know what they call URI? 
What? The University of New Jersey. There you go. <laughs> That's all you needed to know. Um, there were literally billboards at the New Jersey state line on 95 for URI. And most of the students who go to URI who are out of state are from New Jersey. Hmm. So 9-11 was a um, very dicey day on our campus because lots of people knew lots of people. So oh, yeah. I imagine so. Yeah. Lamar Odom, didn't he go there? Yes, he did. Yes, oh. he did. He did. Um, he went there for like two years and then I think he went pro. So yeah, I did not go there when he went there. I think he was just a few years before me, but I was an older student. So it's, you know, doesn't, that doesn't really mean anything, but anyway, yes. All right, guys, we should wrap it up. Oh yeah. Um, I think I'm going to cut out all this stuff and just put it as bonus content just for like, do you want <laughs> take a look at this thread and laugh along? <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to be the letter is I want to be the number Z. That's my number. Now if we, if we ever make t-shirts or something, I want to have the, the number Z. <laughs> um. One of my hockey leagues, I, I didn't play that year. It was when I was in school, so I was only I didn't play as much hockey. But one team, actually, all their numbers were like not numbers, ampersands, pound signs, question mark. Like it was hilarious, and everyone hated them. <laughs> the rest did actually. Anyway, uh, they I should one of your leagues. They should do uh, Roman numerals for oh. jerseys i think i'm gonna do that next year there was one year oh sorry dope there was one year in a preseason game chuck Knoll, long time uh coach for the pittsburgh steelers was just frustrated with everything and everybody. I think this might've been one of the last years he coached might've been the very last year, but he sent his players out onto the field with no numbers or names. <laughs> Whoa. He got away with it because the NFL was not as strict as uh, back then under Pete Roselle as it is now. And um, because like, it was like some kind of protest he was doing. So that's what he did. And it was hilarious because the refs were basically like that guy. <laughs> I mean, if it would have been a penalty box situation, it would have been terrible, but you know, in the NFL, you could get away with it. And it was, it was hilarious. So, all right. <clears throat> uh, you've been listening to barely on topic and, assorted stuff <laughs> we uh you can be found uh, you can find us at our primary source soundcloud where we rss out from um and our podcast is literally everywhere you'll you'll find it find it somewhere you know any services you'll find it uh you can find us on twitter at barely and topic you can find us on facebook at barely and topic podcast and you can find us at our local actual handles on twitter i don't know why i said local um but yeah 
Yeah, I am at VA from RI, and my number is Z. I am at Tim A. Richardson. My number is zero, and Jeff is at Dr. Hangrenade. And who so, knows what his number would be? I'm at Nick Baggio, but were you just telling the listeners where they can listen to the podcast? I was. Why? Yeah, I just realized they know where to listen to us because they're listening to us right now. They, they, they do. <laughs> this is very sound logic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like we've been doing this for a very, very long time and that just now hit me. But they could tell their friends where they can find them. Oh, that, you know what? Works. You're right. Maybe we should modify that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell them that we're a good time. That we're not angry and spiteful and and mad at the Bruins. We're fun. I'm um, oh. fuck the Panthers. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We are going to have to have an episode where we actually talk about our predictions and stuff. I Whoops. just didn't do it today. We'll do it yeah. again in a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm number seventy four or twenty one. Oh, twenty one is my favorite hockey yeah. number. It really is. Okay, uh, Tim. Thank you.